Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. The outlook for the U.S. economy remains pessimistic. With the Fed's tightening monetary policy, higher interest rates and inflationary pressures expected to erode demand. Therefore, many economists expect a recession by the second half of the year, though it may be milder when compared to previous downturns. So, will there be any potential opportunities for retail investors in the U.S. market Or should Singaporean retail investors reconsider the U.S. market? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Jonathan Wu, who is a senior research analyst from Philips Securities Research. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hongbin. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, so to start things off, you know, with several economic data out of the U.S., the latest being the quarter four GDP growth rate and U.S. PCE price index. What is the economic outlook for the U.S. this year? Yeah, so I guess you alluded to it slightly uh, just now. You know, the, the economic outlook for mm. this year seems to be fairly weak. Mm. Uh, it's just a combination of a slowing economy, a high interest rate environment, and, and high inflation. Uh, it's just not really the best combination. Mm. Uh, in terms of real GDP growth, fourth quarter G- GDP came in at less than one percent right. uh, and has been and decelerating at quite a rapid. Mm-hmm. So there is an expectation that you know the GDP will likely contract in the second half of this year. However, I think the the overall overall uh, you know we do expect a GDP growth to be fairly flat um, in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the main reasons for this would be And for why it's so weak, I mentioned earlier, you know, increase in interest rates. Uh, they have severely dampened uh, economic demand in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it is a bit uncertain as to how the recent uh, banking crisis uh, would affect uh, growth moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to inflation, um, you know, inflation remains fairly elevated. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the latest inflation number was at about 4.6%, mm-hmm. down slightly from its peak of 5.4%. Uh, however, some good news there. We do see goods inflation uh, that has been falling quite rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, supply chain issues have started to ease Uh, although uh, services inflation still remains uh, on an uptrend slightly. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, but in terms of, of, of kind of real-time data, because, because inflation data is usually quite lagging, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rents in the U.S. has actually been collapsing. Uh, wage growth has also been falling slightly. So we should be able to see uh, services kind of start to fall sooner rather than later. You know, obviously the Fed is still very focused on bringing inflation down to its 2% target. So mm-hmm. that would mean maybe they, they raise interest rates another ta- uh, another occasion Uh, and maintain these rates for longer, at least longer than the market expects. Okay, okay. So with such an outlook on the U.S. economy, what about the U.S. stock market? How are they faring right now, in your opinion? And in what direction can we expect it to go? I mean, I think recently we saw the Nasdaq entering the bull market recently. Can this bull market extend throughout the year? Or can others like the S&P 500 also follow suit? Uh, yeah, so so the stock market is actually faring uh, noticeably better than the actual economy, mm. uh, and this is usually often the case, uh, especially as markets tend to be a little bit more optimistic. Okay. Um, like you mentioned earlier, the S and P is up about seven percent in the first quarter of this year, and the mm. Nasdaq was up about twenty one percent. So it's basically recovered about thirty to forty percent of its uh, losses from twenty twenty two. However, it, it is not uncommon for markets to kind of run up uh, before the Fed pivots on its interest rates, mm-hmm. uh, which has been the case on the last. Five occasions. So, so usually once the, the Fed actually pivots, uh, markets actually start going down uh, along uh, with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
uh, I guess, you know, the performance of the tech sector, we've seen such a strong rebound uh, and we believe there are several reasons why. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is the growing popularity of AI products, mm. uh, you know, like ChatGPT right. uh, has led a lot of investors piling into AI-related companies like uh, uh, NVIDIA and, and AMD. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, uh, there has been quite a lot of cost-cutting initiatives uh, amongst uh, tech companies, mm-hmm. uh, which has been received very well uh, by the market, I, I guess, because uh, of the implications of expanding margins and improving cost efficiencies. Okay. Uh, however, aside from these two factors, you know, it's a bit tough to see any growth catalyst for, for uh, the current tech uh, bull market. Yeah, as, as it relates to, to the prospects of the S&P 500 uh, in, in terms of the broader market, right? it, it does remain to be seen whether this trend can continue. There are still headwinds like high interest rates, uh, as well as bond yields that, that right now seem a little bit more uh, attractive. You, know, you can get like 4 or 5% on mm-hmm. your two-year and 10-year uh, with basically zero risk. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, so that's something that, that uh, are headwinds for the equity markets right now. Okay, okay. But are there any sectors in the U.S. that may be more resilient against this type of mar- market volatility? Yeah, generally, when you, you think about um, more resilient, you know, less volatility, you look at your defensive sectors like healthcare. Right. People still need uh, medical care regardless of mm-hmm. how the mar- market is. Uh, but also, the cost of healthcare has, has constantly been increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have your, your consumer staples, which are, which include products that people use on a regular basis, such as like food, household mm. goods, and personal care items. So basically whatever you buy from you know, your supermarkets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people continue to purchase them even through periods of uh, economic uncertainty. Right. Uh, and lastly, the, the last defensive sector would be utilities. Uh, you know, these include services like uh, your electricity, your gas, and water. I mean, they've got to be on 24-7. So, so these three sectors uh, are mainly your, your defensive sectors. However, it's also important to remember that no sector is completely uh, immune mm-hmm. to the market. You know, maybe they'll just, in terms of downturn, they just kind of go down a little bit less. Yeah, of course. Compared to of the course. So what are some of the trends that you're seeing within retail investors here in Singapore when it comes to investing in the U.S. market? What would you say the risk appetite is like for them? Yeah, so so lately we've seen quite a lot of interest in uh, U.S.-based uh, big tech companies like Apple, Amazon, mm, and Google. Okay. Uh, we've also seen quite a lot of interest in your know, Chinese uh, ADRs uh, like Alibaba and Baidu. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the the risk assessment for for retail investors in Singapore, you know, if you're kind of investing in these companies, uh, generally your 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 risk tolerance is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess because you know the investors are kind of attracted to relatively high returns mm-hmm. uh, and diversification benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I mean most of these stocks are growth stocks that are quite volatile in nature, especially compared to you know your local blue chip stocks like. Right. I guess, like your banks here or Mm -hmm. Singtel and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So what are some of the implications of the outlook for the U.S. market on Singapore and retail investors here? So so generally, since the U.S. market is such a global market, um, I guess when there's a downturn or when there's quite negative sentiments, you know, you you would get some of this to flow through uh, over into Singapore. A good example would be the SVB collapse. Uh, You know, once this happens, uh, once this happened, uh, you know, the banks kind of took a hit over here in Singapore. Of course. Um, uh, Another potential impact is is investment opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess a a strengthening U.S. market uh, could provide, you know, a really attractive uh, investment returns for Singaporeans. Mm -hmm. Uh, while, while a weak market could reduce the attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, you know, there's uh, monetary and fiscal policies that you know, could affect uh, you know, fluctuations in the, the U.S. dollar. So you know, if the U.S. dollar kind of strengthens, it, it, it 
it uh, reduces the purchasing power of Singaporean uh, retail investors and, mm. and vice versa. Okay, okay. So are there any potential opportunities or challenges for retail investors looking to invest in the U.S. market? Yes. So in terms of opportunities, uh, it, since it is the largest market in the world, mm-hmm. you know, there's, a, there's a broad range of, of uh, I guess, investment opportunities across a, a wide variety of industries, you know, ranging from semicons to uh, EV to, to digital advertising. Um, there are also you know, very strong potentials, uh, very high potential for strong returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of historical returns, uh, the S&P is, uh, over the last 20 years has provided about a 10% average mm-hmm. return year on year. Uh, compared to the SCI's average of about 6%. So that's almost double the returns. Uh, but of course, you know, it, it's uh, a significantly more uh, amount of risk to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, in terms of diversification, um, investing in the U.S. market can help investors diversify their portfolios geographically, mm-hmm. uh, especially because a lot of these companies listed there, they're, you know, they're Fortune 500 companies. Uh, they yeah. operate uh, all across the globe. Uh, so, so you get uh, this reduction in, in uh, geographic risk if, if you're invested in, in these kind of companies. Okay. Uh, in terms of the, yeah, in terms of the Challenges, uh, there are a few. The first would be uh, currency risk, uh, like I alluded to just now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, FX risk for, for the US dollar uh, compared to the Singapore dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also regulatory differences. I guess that the biggest one would be, you know, withholding tax on, on dividends in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, uh, I guess, political risk is, is, is always mm-hmm. there, but to a, to a lesser degree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you just outlined some of the potential opportunities and, of course, the challenges that remain when and investing in U.S. markets. So for investors looking to tap into the U.S. market right now, is this the right time to tap into the U.S. market or should investors reconsider? So in, in terms of timing, it's very difficult for, for you to really pick the bottom mm. uh, uh, in, in every market. Uh, okay. We do think that, that valuations right now are a little bit high, especially given so much uncertainty around mm-hmm. growth. Uh, you know, there's, there's never a rush to, to, to really put your money uh, to work in, in the U.S. market. So, so right. my advice would be, I guess, to kind of be a little bit more patient, mm. um, especially when if and, and when there's a recession, usually those are the best times to, to actually pick up some uh, quality companies. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay, okay. So how can financial houses like Philip Capital support their clients to prepare their portfolios to tide through the ongoing global market volatility? Right. So so here at Philip, we, we actually do have new products to help mm-hmm. our clients. Uh, like our, our newest product would be uh, US Asian Hours. It actually gives uh, our clients the ability to, to trade US equities uh, during mm-hmm. Asian Hours. So from uh, 9, 9 a.m. to about 5 p.m. Uh, you know, there are some advantages to this uh, 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 such as incre- increased liquidity and access to, to global markets. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we, we try to focus on, on education and training. Uh, so we provide uh, clients and advisors with uh, educational resources uh, and, and training to help them uh, better understand market volatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on the research side, we organize weekly webinars to provide uh, weekly mm. company and macro updates to clients so, so that you know everyone at least is, is uh, somewhat read up on, on what's going on in right. the markets right now. Yeah, we, we also do have you know, regular communications with clients mm-hmm. uh, that's very crucial during uh, times of market volatility so that everyone's on the, on the, the same page. Mm-hmm. They kind of know, uh, you know, they're, they're informed about their own investments. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. People do need to research whatever they they want to invest in before they invest in they should do their research and know about the company before they do invest but do you have any other advice for retail investors looking to tap into the u.s market i guess the first thing you'd all you want to do is understand the, the macro environment before anything else. Okay. Because, uh, macro environment is, is 
almost as important as mm. the company itself. Uh, if you're if you're investing in a, in a macro environment that's very bearish, then uh, you know it may not be be the best. Uh, even if you pick the best companies, mm-hmm. um, at the same time you also have to know your own risk tolerance before investing. Uh, whether you can take the ups and downs of, of the market, you know the big swings mm. that comes with equity investing. Uh, I guess, and, and lastly, you know maybe look for familiar companies that you know well. Maybe mm. consumer products like you know if you use an Apple, uh, an iPhone, you know, yeah. or, or or maybe if you listen to Spotify or watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe these would be the companies that, that investors should look at. You know, since you would roughly understand their business mm-hmm. model. As well as their financial health. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Hong Lin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Jonathan Wu, who is a senior research analyst from Philip Securities Research. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.